It's JT and Leanne. Join us for Married with Microphones. Special guests, hot news topics, and our hilarious relationship report card. Saturdays, 6 p.m. on WCGO. Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics. Feature occasional injections of room in your window, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democrat Dan Johnson, pro-Trump Republican Kent Gray, Republican commentator Chris Roebling, and in our second hour, Karen Singleman and Julie Bornstein, both from California. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. We have a full two hours, and I don't think we could ask for a more dramatic show for you to this evening. So I'm hoping that we're going to get not only great discussion, and I would say sane, reasonable discussion without too much uh, heat, uh, more light than heat. Uh, these are troubled times for many people that are living in the country. And again, uh, we're going to ask for a lot of phone calls as well because we want to get your reaction. I'm going to begin with Dan Johnson. Dan, you are our card-carrying uh, Democrat. You've been waiting four years to appear on this uh, program, the last one of the Trump administration. So my reaction or my question to you is... Uh, how do you want this thing to end? And I mean the, the controversy involving uh, uh, Congress and, and calls for uh, the 25th Amendment. How do you want this Trump era to end? I want the threat to our country removed. I'm profoundly disappointed that it hasn't happened yet. And I am living in fear every day that the man that directed a raging army to attack our citadel of democracy has the nuclear codes at his disposal. Okay. I want, I, I want to go to, I want to go to Kent out of the Oval Office. I want to go to Kent Gray next because uh, Kent Gray, going back four years, you were the first official person with the Trump campaign uh, that we had on this program. Uh, you've been on the program uh, periodically. Uh, how do you want the Trump administration to end? Well, obviously, I didn't want the Trump administration to end right. for another four years, but that was what the election ended up showing. And, you know, there are issues that will continue to be battled around about uh, about some various states. But the bottom line is the Electoral College sent their their um, certifications to Congress. They followed the Constitution. Um, <clears throat> and this week was a tough week. It was a tough week in the two Georgia Senate races. And it was a tough week uh, for Trump supporters across the country because a relatively small portion of uh, 50,000 plus people that were there at that rally uh, took it on their own hands to create uh, mayhem and chaos. And we're going to be uh, certainly the Trump supporters and the Republicans are going to be paying for that for decades to come. But the country, excuse me, the country in general is going to be really challenged uh, in coming together and unifying after the, the events of this week. Okay. I want to go to Chris Roebling. Chris Roebling, you were a commentator. Uh, there are some weeks you've been a big fan of the president's, and uh, you have been outspoken uh, as well uh, when the president has done something you did not like. And by the way, we're getting some calls that the, 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 the levels on our guests is very, very low, and it's also sporadic. So I'm going to ask Connor if he can bump the audio uh, so that we can understand what all of our guests have to say. And Chris Roebling, let me now go to you uh, for the answer to the question. It's a cataclysmic week, and it's one that will live in history for, as Kent says, decades to come. I appreciate Dan's point. I don't think there's much to be worried about because 
I think there's a group surrounding Trump that's not going to let anything crazy happen. But look, um, I once Trump got the nomination, I, I, I got on board with the Trump program. I was very impressed by his conservatism and his results. But I think what we saw in the last year, over the last year, and especially in the last week, was an emergence of that portion of his personality, which uh, friends like Dan have been talking about for years. So it's a very bad week. I think uh, we've got to hope for the best with Biden and salvage what we can on the Republican side to be a loyal and effective and articulate opposition uh-huh. and hopefully come back and take the Senate in two years. Would you say, uh, Dan, would you, would you agree with Kent's assessment that it's a, it was a small group of the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump? It, it's, a, it's a small group, not a large group, although it certainly looked like a large group, uh, you know, on, on television. Did you hear the president's speech? I'm sorry? Did you hear the president's speech? Yes. Timed an hour before the certification, uh-huh. where his continued big lie of stop the steal with banners that read Save America Now was a clear, intentional, planned attack of the House to stop them from stealing the election. And his two months of absolute lies led to at least five deaths and almost scores more of elected officials. But let me, <clears throat> on the issue of so no, the Bruce, percentage, but it was Dan, not a small group. No, but uh, it was let, the me, let me, let me ask president. you, let me ask you this question. Uh, since uh, the crowd size of Donald Trump events is always germane to the discussion, uh, how many people do you think were there? I've, I've not seen any estimates, but you know it was it was a lot more than twenty thousand, probably closer to two hundred thousand. But what is your guess, having watched it on television and and read reports of it? How many do you think were? I mean, look, there? I'm sure there were lots of people that came that had no intention of attacking members of Congress. I'm sure there are a bunch of idiots that decided to go for a joyride and walk around the Capitol. Mm-hmm. But let's not fool ourselves about this president any longer. This president. No, but I, 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 I don't want to fool anybody about the president, and that's why I want a robust discussion if we can have it. And I understand we're having some technical difficulties. I just received a notice that uh, on the BTB website tonight, it says that it's unavailable tonight because of content issues. So uh, again, this is news to me. Uh, Beyond the Beltway has never been censored uh, on our website. Uh, I would like to get report from anyone that is watching or trying to watch it on the BTB website tonight to see if you're getting the same feedback we're getting. But we're trying to have, and it's always been the, the goal of this program, is to have a serious discussion between people who, who really disagree. And, and I. You know, I, I was appalled by what I saw. And I know there's a lot of people who are regular listeners to this program that probably just, you know, they're, they're shouting obscenities at me right now because they thought I was one of them. I've always tried to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt, but having watched that speech this week, it was impossible for me to give him the benefit of the doubt. As I was listening to him talk, I was wondering whether anyone from the District of Columbia 
was going to show up and charge him with inciting a riot. Because that's what I heard with my with my own ears. And, and by the way, this was before the actions on the in the U.S. Capitol grounds. So that's the I mean, way that's the way that I'm feeling about it. And again, when we come back, again, we're about to go to a break now. And I would be very interested in hearing from people and where you're hearing this program this evening, because uh, we may be shut out on our website. And if so, uh, uh, it, it would it would disturb me greatly. And it's one of the issues that we're going to be talking about this evening. And that is uh, the role of big tech. I'm Bruce Dumont. We'll be back shortly. 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast and border to border. Don't go away. More show coming up. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. The tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Whether you're a pro on the job site or managing properties, clean and safe is your number one priority. And Lowe's has the pro-grade cleaning supplies you need. We go beyond the basics, bringing you commercial cleaning from top brands like Clorox, Zep, and Rubbermaid. And in larger sizes, so you can take on any cleaning job knowing you have the quantity you need. Shop Lowe'sforpros.com and have your items delivered or pick up in-store. Lowe's, the new home for pros. U.S. only. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing matter license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access.org number 33. Hey, guys, it's Clyde. Listen, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You know, you can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killings, lawlessness, and mayhem. We also have to be concerned about power outages, epidemics, and quarantines, along with natural disasters that break supply chains and cut off store access. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one, in times like these, you have to make sure that you have enough food to eat, if and when the system falls apart. If you know me, you know I fully endorse my Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through these tough times ahead. You should, too. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com to get your food kits today. The future is uncertain. 
And I urge you to prepare by going to preparewithgroundzero.com and get ready now. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. This is Kevin. And Sue McCarthy, host of the Travel Planners Radio Show. Happy Happy New New Year, Year, Chicago. Chicago! the air at 1-800-723-8289 and uh i want to go back to uh, uh chris roebling on the on the issue of uh you know the size of the crowd the percentage of people that were there that really were responsible for most of the violence again um is 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 that even a viable discussion now or do you think that uh, uh how many people were involved and how many people uh, are in that that uh, 75 million uh, that voted for Donald Trump, does it make any difference? Well, one is too many. Those who did it were wrong. I hope they're apprehended and prosecuted. I hope they serve terms. Uh, I think that it's a, it's a very sad chapter, you know. Uh, Trump put Andrew Jackson on the wall in the Oval Office, and Andrew Jackson started his uh, term in office with a trashing of the White House. Now Trump ends his term in office with his folks trashing over at the Capitol. It just should never have happened. And, you know, with a moment, I I started getting these notices signed by Trump or Donald Mm -hmm. Trump Jr. or Ivanka or somebody always telling me, go to Washington on January 6th. The moment I saw those, I thought, this is a bad idea. We should not be gathering on the 6th of January. There's obviously some overlap with the congressional counting of the electoral votes. So it's uh, it's a black mark on the Trump camp. I, I think the Trump legacy is obviously seriously impaired. And I think that Republicans, such as we are, have got a lot of uh, digging out of this hole to do. Bruce, can I All say? Right, I want to go, go. Go ahead. Uh, I, I want to get Kent's reaction to that. Kent, uh, you, you uh, I want to have you weigh in on this and then we'll go to Dan. All right, can you hear me okay? I'm getting Randall's texting me and saying the audio is a little rough. Yeah, the okay? audio has been a little rough. It sounds better right now, but okay. Um, you know, I think I think you know I think Chris makes a good point. It was not a good week. There shouldn't have been a rally in Washington D.C. on the sixth, um, and there were a lot of failures on a lot of parts. I do not believe that Donald Trump incited violence in that speech. <clears throat> um, I've read it. I've listened to it. Um, I thought Jonathan Turley's uh, article, I think that came out today or yesterday, that talked about what qualifies as legal incitement uh that trump was nowhere near it in fact his his commentary was to go peacefully down to the capitol and protest and that's what people should have done well i don't remember but, hearing uh, him say the word peacefully uh, he did uh, i'll say would you say that so, would you say the same thing for donald uh, trump jr and rudy giuliani uh they were i didn't listen to their speeches so i don't know what the two of them said do you know. do you believe uh, I, I want to get everybody's reaction uh, because this has been part of the discussion uh, and and uh, do you believe that some people in the Capitol Police may have been in on this Dan Johnson? I think President Trump clearly intended to gather this violent supporters to fight and stop the steal, march on the Capitol, and show strength, not weakness, by stopping them from counting valid votes. I think it was clearly planned. 
And let us not delude ourselves over President Trump any longer. He is a threat to our republic. And I would ask Republicans now, it is never too late to do the right thing. Everyone makes calculations on elections. Everyone's got ideological battles to fight. It's all understandable in some sense. But do right you now, believe? But but Dan, but, but, Dan right but Dan, let me let me. Yes. I want to zero in on a on a very important part of this. Yes. Because there's just a, a little over ten days left. Does the duration of what he has to go? Does that have any bearing on whether or not uh, you would proceed either with the Twenty Fifth Amendment or with anything else? If there are some guidelines uh, and and guideposts there that would suggest that. He isn't likely to do anything absurd insofar as a military attack. I don't think there is any team around Trump that we should have any any feeling of safety to stop him. I think any hour he remains in power is a threat. I think the fact that all 10 former secretaries of defense, including Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney, signed a public letter calling on the military not to follow the orders of the president for a coup, they knew what was coming. I think it's very clear the president would gleefully accept the military's assistance to destroy democratic government. I don't think any of us doubt that for a moment. Kent and Gray, wait, Kent, of us Kent, have, Kent, wait, just a minute. Kent Gray disagrees with that, and I want Kent to yeah, respond. I, I doubt that. Chris I doubt that well. for more than a moment. Number one, Go ahead. everything below the president that's in the national command authority that travels around with him, the military <clears> aides, <throat> the football, uh, the, the Defense Department and everything else. I mean, th- Donald Trump has shown a, an, an interest in not going to war the last four years. I think this is all just a canard put up by Democrats to say that he's going to go out in some kind of blaze of nuclear war, which I think is, frankly, hyperbolic and, and somewhat ridiculous. After this week? There yeah. Be- okay, so, so look, look, I, Andrew McCarthy, so Kent is going to uh, quote... Um, Jeffrey Tubin, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Andrew McCarthy found that Trump's words were incitement. And between the two of them, they're going to have to work that out as legal experts, which I am not. But I'll tell you this. I, I think that if Trump, after what happened, I think that Trump should take responsibility and he should resign. I, I really believe that he should have the character and the dignity to take responsibility for what happened in his name. And he should resign the office and leave Pence there for the next eight or whatever it is, 10 days, I guess. And um, as far as uh, Dan is concerned, I think that Trump, with this, this whole sequence of events, which I believe started you know, nine, 10 months ago. I, I didn't think that he was a threat to the Republic nine or 10 months ago, but I believe that the pressure he's been under caused him to start unraveling. It wasn't the Donald Trump that we had seen. And we saw that in my, that's another, I don't want to bore your listeners right now, but I will tell you this, what we have seen since the election is very disturbing. Mm -hmm. And the sooner it ends, the better, in my humble opinion. And uh, I'm sorry that Biden won. I'm sorry that we lost Georgia. Trump wears the jacket for losing those two seats in Georgia. Yes, he does. And and uh, let's let's uh, let's put that responsibility where it belongs on his shoulders because he hasn't known what the heck to say about Georgia since the polls closed on November third. Chris, let me ask you this, and and I asked this question last week. 
I asked the question whether or not our guests last week believed that this was uh, the way in which the president is acting is out of a personal need to deal with some psychological need that he has to never be viewed as a loser. And he is a loser. He's lost the election. And he can't comprehend it. And one of the ways for him to sort of uh, deal with his own, uh, you know, individual psychological problems is to try to get as many of those 75 million people to to believe that he's not a loser. And so he he voiced this idea that you know, he won the election, doesn't you know, doesn't want to listen to all the the judges that have ruled against him, and that this really is we're talking about the need of one person to feed their own ego, and that's what we're dealing with here. So he isn't well, listening to anyone else. It's it's about him and his ego, and it's it's something that the Democrats have been talking about for four years. But is there some truth to it now, given uh, what he did last week? I believe there's some truth to it, and I'll just say very quickly, it, it, one hears that he was sort of getting to the point of accepting his loss, and then there was a intervention by Rudy Giuliani and... Uh, I don't know, Jenna, what's her name, the, the, the lawyer. And he started to sort of say, no, I've, I'm going to have to contest this. And, uh, and, and we've seen an absolutely sort of a D minus or an F level performance by his legal team. And that's another failure for which responsibility resides with Trump. But enough for me right now. I know Dan and Kent wants to stay. Go ahead. His advisors Dan. have been yeah. calling for martial law, the, the corrupt ones that he has pardoned. I think the unity our country needs is unanimity. The man needs to be impeached and convicted. Right. He should have the honor to resign. <clears throat> I hope he does. Vice President Pence and the cabinet should have the honor to invoke the 25th Amendment to protect the republic. But after this week, he should never be close to holding public office again. And all of us need to take some responsibility for spreading the big lie that okay. the election was Dan, Dan, if I, I like the word unity. I don't know how we get to it, but I want to get everyone's reaction. And that is, if you push Donald Trump out now with 10 days to go, whatever it is, if you push him out now, you to many people, you will make a martyr of him. Maybe maybe to no one that stormed uh, the Capitol gates. No one, no one in that group, uh, you know, is going to think this way. But of the 75 million people who voted for him, they are still wounded. They're still wounded because their guy lost the election. Now, they, their love of Donald Trump may have been altered last week by his conduct. But you're going to have a substantial number of people in this country who are going to be really pissed off if Donald Trump gets pushed out of office. And that makes it more difficult for uh, people to, uh, uh, you know, get on with their lives. That's my question to everybody. We do have to pause right now. That's my question to everybody, but I want to get your reaction uh, when we come back. 1-800-723-8289. If you're you're in the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump, I just want to speak to you right now. How do you feel about what I just said? If Donald Trump was forced out of office... How would you be affected by it? For the investment of 10 days, should we swallow hard and just say, let him go, but don't force him out? 
That's my question to you all. 1-800-723-8029. Back shortly from Chicago. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's Clyde. Listen, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You know, you can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killings, lawlessness, and mayhem. We also have to be concerned about power outages, epidemics, and quarantines, along with natural disasters that break supply chains and cut off store access. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one, in times like these, you have to make sure that you have enough food to eat, if and when the system falls apart. If you know me, you know I fully endorse my Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through these tough times ahead. You should, too. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithgroundzero.com. That's preparewithgroundzero.com to get your food kits today. The future is uncertain. And I urge you to prepare by going to preparewithgroundzero.com and get ready now. That's preparewithgroundzero.com. Get on Santa's nice list with Albany's world's best ultimate eight-flavor gummy bears. The gummy with the A on the tummy. Albany's world's best gummy bears are available at most major retailers. This is Danny Farrell, inviting you to join me right here on WCGO every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. for the original Big Band Showcase. I play the music of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and some of the good big bands working today. And from time to time, I'll have interviews with the people who made the music so popular. So that's every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. right here on WCGO, the original big band showcase. Join me, won't you? What better way to celebrate the holiday season than with delicious chewy candy? Mamba Fruit Chews are a fruity candy guaranteed to keep you chewing and chewing. What are you waiting for? Get your chew on. Find Mamba at your nearest Walmart and Aldi. Tune in Sunday night, 8 p.m. It's Steve Levin, the Dice Man. Roll the dice where you don't know what the heck we're going to be talking about, but you'll be sure to listen, learn, and laugh. <laughs> Come on back on Beyond the Beltway. Thanks for joining us this evening. Uh, we're going to take a moment here and let each of our guests uh, introduce themselves. And we're going to begin with Chris Roebling. Chris? Chris, are you there? Sorry. Good evening, everyone. I'm Chris Roebling, and it has been my privilege to be on the program now for, I guess, about 34 or 35 years. But I've yeah. got some old guy. <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh, Always a delight to be with Dan, Kent, and, of course, Bruce, 
We go way back. Good. Thanks for being here. All right, Dan Johnson. I think he may uh, he may be in the same league insofar as being a guest on this program. No, I appreciate it, Chris. Um, and I think it's important that we have more media where Republicans and Democrats get on the table and share a set of facts. Uh, so I think it's great. I appreciate keeping the civic discussion around reality rolling. So thank you for having me, Bruce. Kent Gray. Well, thanks, Bruce. Uh, Kent Gray. I'm not quite as old as Chris Roebling, but uh, I think I started on your program about 25 years ago right. when I was but a young college Republican in Chicago. <laughs> uh, my question to you is, uh, uh, right after the election, um, there were some people already talking about that uh, uh, Donald Trump would run for re-election or run for election again in 2024. And then uh, that discussion lasted for a few days, and then it seems to me that the, the what took over the public debate was standing fast, trying to uh, uh, win this election through a variety of means. Do, do, and, and then we had the incident last week. Uh, at one point, I thought that Donald Trump could be a viable candidate in 2024 when he was just talking about the ways in which he believes that the election was stolen from him. Because I think a lot of people within the 70 million and a lot of Republicans think that there was some chicanery and uh, they think there may be something to what Donald Trump was talking about. But there was now. But now, Kent, in the wake, let me just finish with Kent. Now, in the wake of what uh, of what happened last week in in Washington, mm. do you think Donald Trump has any political viability at all anymore? I don't think he runs in twenty twenty four. I think this week has has precluded that from happening. But I will tell you, he will be a force with those seventy four million people uh, in in two years when the primaries really start. And the issue that Democrats need to recognize with this impeachment stuff and the 25th Amendment stuff, which I think is way over the top, is that it would be best to let this nine days pass uh, with very careful watching of everybody if they have concerns. And then we move on to, as uh, as Winston Churchill would say, bright upland, uh, bright sunny uplands or whatever. The problem we run into is Trump is going to have a great deal of influence on the 2024 election, whether he gets into it or not. And so... The Democrats have to understand that all the Republicans are having to make political calculations, other than maybe Adam Kinzinger, who doesn't seem to make any political calculations, on this Trump stuff. And they will have to at least pass a test in uh, two or three years. And and the Democrats are making things nearly impossible to try to bring some kind of unity together uh, over the next nine days. Prior to the, the Capitol uh, riots, uh, Trump had basically said he was, you know, he was working ahead with the transition. He was planning to leave the office. Things were winding down. We were on a glide path. Chris Robley, my question to you is, look into your crystal ball. Do you think that Donald Trump has political viability uh, in the future, either 2024 or, as uh, uh, Kent suggested, as some sort of a, a kingmaker behind the scenes? I think he's going to be very influential with a, a, a portion of the 75 million or 74, whatever it is. I think he'll be very influential. I think that his influence beyond those quarters is probably going to be reduced dramatically. On the other hand, I think what emerged as the ideological framework of Trumpism, probably, which I think now is referred to by Steve Bannon, for instance, American First Movement, uh, America First Movement, 
I think that's going to remain. And I think we're going to see a, a, a Republican Party that seeks constantly to point out the impact of Biden administration policies on the working people of America, the regular people of America. I think Trump's historic gift to the Republican Party was to get its head, its consciousness out of the so-called country club milieu and back into the neighborhood milieu well, he where did that. we can identify <clears throat> with regular people. But again, regular people. I mean, there would there there'd be people that would that lo would look at that crowd and they would say, uh, "There's some regular-looking people in there," but they didn't act in a, in a in a regular way. They didn't act. They certainly didn't act like Republicans. They didn't they didn't look like no, they they, they, know, they respected is, the Constitution honestly, or first, government with, buildings. With all respect, I, I'm sitting here on Michigan Avenue, three yep. doors away from me. There are two buildings that were burned out by the rioters. Yes, okay? they're still burned out. Across the street, I've got boarded up windows and I'm a half a block south of the Michigan Avenue Bridge. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think that we have, uh, and I, because of the media, because of social media, because of the tech billionaires, because of the various forces that are operating behind the Democratic Party, we're focusing on what happened at the Capitol, as we should, okay? But we are, as a polity, as a nation, we're overlooking what happened with the silent ascent of the Democratic Party in many of our cities over all of the summer after the tragic, terrible Chris, Chris, death of George Floyd. Okay, Chris, let's go to Dan Johnson. I am asking you, Chris, and I'm asking you, Kent, to acknowledge the coup that occurred. Because if we don't punish the perpetrators of the coup, you can look at Germany well, but Dan, that was the first thing that, that I said. I, I said they should be apprehended, prosecuted. Finish, and Chris. Yeah, yeah. It's not about an election. It's not about the role of private health insurance. It's not about how Democratic mayors are doing in cities. This is beyond the pale. And if we don't stop it, all of us united to say the criminal activity that the president incited, you are banished from the public sphere. You will be impeached and convicted so you cannot run again. If we don't treat our criminals that way, it will happen again. Okay, I, uh, Dan, I understand that. And, and who knows, maybe he'll be impeached. I doubt it for a lot of technical reasons. I want reasons, you to support it, Chris. No, I, I'm not sure that I support impeachment. I'm not sure I support his resignation. And I think that he should leave office. But let me, let me go to something else. You're a Democrat. By definition, you're supposed to be a civil libertarian. The Obama administration. Don't mention it, anybody but Donald Trump this week, Chris. Nothing but the coup. Well, Nothing okay. Else. You see that? I think, is, coup, I think that is intellectually incomplete. Chris, the Republic if you're going to have a complete vision. Anything else is inappropriate this week, and I think you're aware of that. Well, I, I think that we can Forest walk in two Do you believe, uh, let, me, let me ask you this, uh, this question to you, because you, you are right. You are a civil libertarian. Do you believe uh, that the big tech companies have acted properly, uh, Dan, uh, in suspending or uh, totally eliminating uh, Donald Trump's uh, social media activity at the moment? Is that yeah. is that a good idea? I think it How will lead. Do, okay, go yeah, ahead. I think it will. Re it reduces the odds of another attempted coup on the twentieth which we should all live in fear of and act appropriately to stop the criminals who are threatening our republic. Anything less than that 
is continuing to pretend that we don't face a threat in a, within our own borders. Unambiguously. And do, do you not believe that there are uh, government entities in place, the military, the Justice Department, and other uh, uh, homeland and security? Let me finish. Let me finish. Yes. Do you believe there's not sufficient people in those entities that would stand by the Constitution and stand by the American people and would not participate in anything that looked like a coup directed by Donald Trump? In other words, do you trust the military? Do you trust do you trust the police authorities that they would not they would not participate in anything uh, beyond the the rhetorical uh, abuses uh, of Donald Trump? I certainly hope that patriotism beats firmly in the heart of every yeah. military member and every police officer. But how many of the insurrectionists were former or current military members? And let me ask you this, who is running the Department of Defense these days? Who is running the Department of Justice these days? Trump loyalists. And let me close on this point. We don't we I'm sorry we don't we don't know we don't know we don't know if they are loyalists in in, in 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 the next thing that comes along. I mean you know 2 weeks ago people were were, were complaining about uh, uh, the attorney general. Well the attorney general stood up, spoke out and probably a lot of liberals uh, were surprised by it. I mean, how do you feel as a political uh, I'm going to flip over to you. I want to ask you a political question, Dan. Because yeah. I asked about whether Donald Trump is viable for any political office in the future. Do you think his actions in the last week, does it make the vice president a more viable national political figure in 2024? If he invokes the 25th Amendment, Only? Yes. That's, that, that, that's the only way he will be viewed I in a positive way? Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley. I think he doesn't. Okay, right, well, like, but jo- but Josh Howley, by the way, I, I, I would agree. Josh Howley and and Ted Cruz both took positions because they're looking to 2024. And Josh Howley started this movement, and then along came Ted Cruz because he worried that 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 Josh Howley was going to get ahead of him. This was before everything hit the fan at they the Capitol. Sign on to the big lie. Oh, uh, that's fine. In your view, that in your view, that's He's your reality. And by the way, I'm not denying that. But what I'm just saying is, do you, do you, and does anybody on the left, does anybody on the left, do you give credit to the vice president of the United States? Because I'll tell you one thing: when I heard Donald Trump trash Mike Pence, that's when he lost me. I mean, to turn on someone who has been that loyal to him just because he wouldn't agree to follow him, you know, to hell. I mean, that was reprehensible. That's you right. should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation. Without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be. It's how it should be. News Nation. Seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. Because it's your news your nation. 
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Now there's an easy way to monitor for coronavirus at home in a moment. Corona Alert. That Chinese scientist who says the coronavirus leaked from her lab in Wuhan has invited the BBC to visit as the World Health Organization heads to Wuhan itself to investigate the origins of COVID-19. BBC was later blocked by Chinese agents who'd placed a broken truck across the only road that led to that lab. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation. On Barbecue Nation, you can hear the best of the best from the world of barbecue and outdoor cooking. Perhaps Amy Mills from 17th Street Barbecue will stop by the studio. And our buddy Stephen Reichlin from Barbecue University is always ready to share his secrets and style on Barbecue Nation. And Malcolm Reed, well, Malcolm will show you how to barbecue right. That's Barbecue Nation, Saturdays from noon to 2 on Chicago Smart Talk, WCGO. Saturday night is not the loneliest night of the year. Hello, this is Danny Farrell. Join me, won't you, right here on WCGO, AM 1590 and 95.9 FM for the original Big Band Showcase. Our program comes your way every Saturday evening right here on WCGO starting at 9 p.m. I'll be playing all of your favorites from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and some of the good big bands working today. That's Saturday nights at 9 p.m. right here on WCGO. Hey folks, it's Elizabeth Alfano, host of Plant-Based Life and Style. Tune in every Sunday right here on WCGO. Bruce Dumont back. Thanks very much for joining us right now. And uh, I want to go back to uh, you, uh, Kent, because uh, you are the you're, you're the you're the loyalist. Although in the first segment we. Uh, we heard that uh, even your past loyalty has uh, has perhaps met its met its march, but or ma- match. Uh, what has been the reaction of your friends and political operatives who have spoken with you since uh, uh, the insurrection at the Capitol? Well, I've talked to a lot of people. Um, most of the Trump folks are still very supportive of Donald Trump. And to Dan's point about this big lie thing that he talks about. Um, I, I think what I've tried to explain to a lot of people, because I was in Wisconsin for the election and for the recount, um, you know, there there's a fundamental disconnect between what the Democrats think we're talking about when we're talking election fraud and what what we're talking about on the Republican and Trump side. And that is the Democrats utilized covid to relax a great deal of election protections over the last nine months uh, for signature verification deadlines, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, being able to watch and observe what's going on. 
all these things were relaxed. That's what we're talking about with the move that was made. At the end of the day, Donald Trump lost the presidency probably by about 40 percent less vote, or I'm sorry, about 60 percent less votes than the Nixon JFK race was close. And you know how close that was back mm -hmm. in 1960. Right. So roughly 45,000 votes made the difference between enough states for Trump to win the Electoral College and for Biden to, to have come ahead. Now, I think Biden won the Electoral College. We've gone through the constitutional process that, that certifies those and brings it before the Congress. Congress chose not to do a, uh, the, the, the election in the House amongst the states. And Joe Biden is going to be president uh, next week. And that's the way things work. And I'm accepting, I'm accepting that. I'm also accepting that everybody who went in the Capitol and caused damage and busted out windows and broke through doors and did any of that should be found, tried, arrested, or actually arrested first, then tried, and then put in prison. That's what they deserve. I believe that. Uh, they shouldn't have done it. They tarred all of us because there's 74 million of us out here who want who were very impressed by Donald Trump's uh, performance in office, especially on policy issues. He had a phenomenal first three years, and the black swan event of this coronavirus uh, has been tough on the entire country, and it's been tough on the Trump administration, too. Do you believe, I think it was Dan that, that referenced it earlier in the broadcast, do you, uh, do you agree that Donald Trump was the reason that Georgia went Democratic? His rhetoric, his rhetoric, his involvement, uh, uh, his comments uh, uh, involving the two candidates down there, even though one candidate, Kelly Leffler, was a horrible candidate, I thought. Yeah, I would, neither one of our candidates were all that great. Although, to be honest, I don't know that Ossoff and Warnock were all that great either. It was kind of an interesting election where you had two, you know, running. Um, the numbers really dropped off from the November election as far as what any of them got uh, in the runoff. So, I mean, yes, Trump plays a role. We never we never got together as the party and focused like a laser on winning at least one or two of those runoff elections. Doesn't doesn't and, and he all. doesn't he isn't he to blame for that? Well, Bruce. Yeah. Chris. Doug Collins, who up until a week ago was a congressperson from Georgia. Yes. Must be tossed into the nearest political volcano because there is a certain idea abroad in the land that when your ego is big enough, you go ahead and you run primaries right. and, and it's rule or ruin. He didn't rule. He has ruined. And I think on the Purdue side and on the Kelly Leffler, and it, I'll get back to Kelly in a second. On both sides, had we not had the dispersion of votes in the, in the original November election, they would have gotten 50% plus one we never would have been in this situation. I'll say this about Leffler. Or, yeah. Um, Trump opposed her appointment. Yes. The governor, because of fundraising, supported her appointment. Right. And that made the call. The governor made the call. And, and we see in the governor and the secretary of state down there some political judgment that I wouldn't expect in a class president race at the second or third grade level. Right. So these guys are, are losers. I, you know, they're, they're headed to political oblivion, but Trump is the party leader. And so you get right. back to, I, I agree with my friend, Ken, there are a lot of things that were going on. Dan's buddies were out there the moment COVID came along. And that, that's a whole story that will be told eventually. Neither the RNC, 
nor the Trump campaign showed up in either case. So you have these findings in Pennsylvania about weeks that were left open for comment on changes and nobody from the Republican Party showed up. Let me see. These guys ceded the ground to the Democrats and they took advantage. Dan, Dan, go ahead, Dan. Ken's point is, yes, there is a pandemic. And yes, lots of laws were changed, many by Republican legislatures like in Pennsylvania. So it would be extremely helpful from the start if the absurdity of somehow the election was stolen, not for the Republicans down ticket, who all won in Pennsylvania, but only for the president, somehow the Dominion fabrication that Hugo Chavez's estate was involved. These grand lies we've known, and Republicans look, made a calculation, right? You'll take his tolerance of violence and his daily lies because he was a conservative policy champion and you got 300 or so judges. Fine, fair, but this week, finally, we need to put a heart in the stake of the political terrorism. Let's not forget the attempt to kidnap Governor Whitmer. It's okay. not just Trump. We've got a, Dan, Dan, we've got a, Dan, we've got a pause. We're at the end of the hour. Dan Johnson and uh, Chris Roebling will be with us in the next hour. We say farewell to Ken Gray in hour number one. And when we come back, Karen Singerman and Julie Bernstein, Bornstein from the great state of California. some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. 
My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog and new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion? After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Now, Chief, what's all the excitement about? You're listening to Smart Talk. You should get a medal for this. 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. This is a big one. Bruce Dumont back, uh, hour number two of Beyond the Beltway. Thanks very much for being with us from coast to coast and border to border. We have to uh, switch gears uh, in this segment of the program. We're going to continue with uh, Dan Johnson, who joins us from the North Shore of Chicago. And also, we welcome a Julie Bornstein. She is a Democrat residing in Rancho Mirage, California. And Karen Singerman, who is a Republican and certainly a conservative, she joins us from Los Angeles. And I want to begin with uh, I want to begin with Karen. Karen, my question to you is: uh, We've known each other for several years now, and during the primary uh, in 2016. You were one of the most outspoken anti-Trump Republicans uh, who was on my Facebook uh, posts. So my question to you is, uh, you went from someone that absolutely despised Donald Trump to someone that loved Donald Trump. And I wonder, how do you feel about Donald Trump right now? Karen, go ahead. Are you there? Can you turn your uh, microphone I on? We're having... clicked on mute. There. All right. There we go. Um, I, you were so and right. Straighten yourself up. Straighten yourself up in the, in the camera. Okay. We, we were, uh, 
We're, we're uh, making a lot of mistakes tonight. Go ahead, Karen. You're on the air. All right. <laughs> um, yes. How did I go from a Trump despising person to a, I don't, I don't think I was ever a Trump loving person, but I certainly felt that against the onslaught of the left that we saw for eight years of Obama, there was only one person who was going to stand up to everything that they had been doing and were promising to continue to do. And, and that he was the guy, you know, did I love him? I never loved him. Did I believe that he was the one person to be the bulwark against globalism, against socialism, against all the hate that we had seen from the Obama administration, the violence against us, the nastiness, the rudeness, the viciousness. So where are you now? Where are you now? That's that. That's the history. Where are you? Where are you right now in the wake of uh, what transpired at the Capitol last week? I am horrified at what happened at the Capitol, but more, and, and I am, um, and I was actually in Washington at the rally. I was not at the Capitol, but I was there all morning, and I saw, you know, the same thing I've seen over and over at Trump rallies or Republican rallies or Stop the Steal rallies, which is very concerned people about the freedoms that we're losing, very concerned about the theft of the election, concerned about fraud. And we are the first of first world countries. And for us to not be able to hold an election that people really in good conscience can say this was actually legitimate. Um, I, I stand up for anybody who's fighting against the illegitimacy of this election. To me, everything right now but, is but, not but, about uh, President Karen, Trump. Karen, everybody, everybody uh, that was at that rally, at least storming the gates of the Capitol uh, and going into the Capitol uh, unlawfully, they all agree with what you just said. They they think that uh, the election w- was stolen, and uh, they're there. So I mean, where 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 do, do where do you where do you stop and and the rioters take over? Well, first I would say that most of the people who went in went in lawfully. If you watch the videos, police beckoned them in, police ushered them in, police let them in, police led them in, police moved the barricades. That's not to say all of them. I understand there was a lot of horrible mayhem, Mm -hmm. but I also know there was a lot of not horrible mayhem. And if you look at the videos, you'll see um, our people, Trump, the the Trump rally people, I I reject the idea that they were all protesters. I was not a protester walking between the velvet ropes as okay. if they now, are, now, let me, are let me, on Let tour. me stop you for a second because we have, yeah. a, we have a new Democrat who's joining us, uh, uh, and that's uh, Julie Bornstein. Julie is a former member of the California General Assembly many years ago and active in Democratic politics in the Palm Springs Rancho, Rancho Mirage area. Uh, give us what you saw uh, because uh, uh, Karen is painting a picture that uh, – not many people would agree with, at least uh, those that were watching us on television. So let's go to you, Julie. What's your response? Uh, thank you, Bruce. One thing, though, I do want to correct before I get to the substance of my remarks is I'm actually from the city of Indian Wells. Okay, and I'm sorry. people who live in California, that's one of the most Republican cities in California. Okay. Even today. And you know what? We all get along. Uh, and we all get along by not calling each other names or attributing nasty characteristics or personality defects or political uh, heresy to each other. So um, we're quite civil. We just understand that we have a different philosophy about American democracy. And usually those differences get manifested in policy, Mm -hmm. but not calling each other names. Now, what did I see? 
Uh, I've been active in a number of nonprofits. I still sit on a couple of nonprofit boards, and that work takes me to Washington every couple of months. I've entered the Capitol many, many times. I've entered the, the Congressional Office buildings many, many times. You have to go through metal detectors. You have to empty your pockets. Uh, you wait your turn. You don't go into those corners. So being very familiar with that terrain, there is no question in my mind that that crowd overcame the normal protocol for entering the buildings of our Congress. And I saw that over and over. Did I see a scene where officers who were not armed, who had no protective gear on, stood back and let the crowd rush in? Yeah, I saw that. But I looked at that as more being um, a self-defense mechanism because they were not prepared than to say that they some, were uh, given permission to enter the Capitol. Julie, some, some people, uh, some critics have said they thought that the, uh, the Capitol Police again, we're not prepared, which is, I think, what you have just said, but yeah, also that some of them were, were letting people in, having selfies taken with them, uh, acting in sort of a celebratory way. Uh, do, you, do you question that there may be some in the ranks of the Capitol Police that uh, were supporters of this group? Well, of course, I only know what I saw on television, and I watched several channels to make sure that I don't <laughs> get just one point of view. Um, there's certainly enough evidence in my mind to warrant an investigation. Uh, I too saw the picture of an officer who looks like he has a smile on his face, posing for selfies with uh, some of the insurgents, and I, I think an investigation is necessary to find out what. what there is one. Happened. There is one report, by the way, that the the police officers, Capitol Police, uh, were told to uh, to take some selfies because they could use that as evidence in trying to identify people. We don't know whether that's true, but at least that's the other side of that story. I want to go back to uh, Dan Johnson, who uh, uh, I'm going to let, he, uh, he joins us as another Democrat uh, on the program this evening from the first hour. Uh, Dan, I, I want to go back to what you think should happen next. Uh, you want the president removed, uh, but what happens if he's not removed? What I mean, what what is the... Uh, What's the Democratic response if uh, the 25th, the 25th Amendment is not implemented uh, or even tried uh, and, and the House goes ahead with, a, with, a, with an impeachment that uh, the Senate is not likely to, uh, uh, to either approve or reject? I think this week marked the end of tolerance of political violence and the big lie that our sacred democracy was somehow stolen and that echoing that big lie has led to the unthinkable. And the police officer that I saw was beat to death with an American flag by the mob in order to force their way inside. Let's not pretend this was anything less than a coup. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna be back. We're gonna be back. Also, Ken Craig joins us. Ashiki continues as well. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. Don't go away. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. 
Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. We are the boy band. Your tween made you see. We are the boy band. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If your Christmas list includes family and friends that enjoy the finer things in life, but your gift budget is a bust, you'll love to hear that our buy one, get one offer on our Giza Dreams bed sheets is back. That's right. Buy a set, get a set free. My Pillow, guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own, brings you the same level of quality, comfort, and value in our Giza Dreams sheet set. Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with the world's best cotton called Giza, grown only in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. They're ultra soft and breathable. With a luxurious sateen weave and extra deep pockets, they'll please anyone on your list. Plus, our extended money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2021, and 10-year warranty. Listen to hear how to get this great BOGO offer on our Giza Dream Sheet. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Use promo code SUN or call 800-442-0471. That's MyPillow.com. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. DriveWise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. New year, new budgets. Every small business has unique needs. And when you partner with a Dell Technologies advisor, you get real-time tailored advice. They'll even give you a free consultation on your servers and storage devices to develop a custom solution to help improve your company's productivity. Plus, get special financing with Dell Business Credit and big savings on business computers with Intel Core processors. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9, the exclusive home for the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago. Our program, and thanks very much for being with us this evening, 1-800-723-8289. Kent Gray, I want to go to you because... uh, uh, you you have been the the most loyal uh, Trump person on this program for many many years, and uh, I'm wondering what you think goes next. What happens to Donald Trump and the Trump legacy in the wake of what happened last week? Uh, I think he well I think the legacy will end up being better than what this week uh, has looked like, and I do think that um, that he will exit the presidency significantly chagrined. Uh, this week was not good. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a Trump supporter in 2015. I was one of the first 20 uh, senior staff on the campaign. I've done over 50 major presidential events around the country and the world. I never saw anything like Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm sorry, uh, except for the rally that we had in Chicago that my name's on the contract with UIC for. 
Now, the only good news about the Chicago rally slash riot was that was 100% Democrats that had infiltrated. Um, but this week was not good. It, and, and the idea to have a rally down the street from the Capitol uh, at basically the same day and roughly the same time as the Electoral College meeting was a mistake. Now, let me go. Let me go back because you you alluded to something, and again, we have some we have some real political animals that that, that know uh, the the history of a lot of things. But uh, you and I attended that rally in the 2016 election at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago. You were there. The violence that night, and by the way, that's when Donald Trump got the reputation for having events that got out of hand and turned violent. As someone who was there and saw it with my own eyes, the violence at that rally was only anti-Trump people beating up and shouting down and starting fights with pro-Trump people. That's what I saw with my own eyes. I saw it in the in the auditorium, and I saw it leaving the auditorium. And by the way, I will also say that it was very questionable to have the rally at that public forum because it was it's it's one of the most diverse universities in the United States. And again, by having a rally there pro-Trump with a lot of Hispanics that also attend that school, having that rally there at that time looked a little suspect to me because it looked like they were asking for trouble. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we're seeing the reverse end of that. But you, you and I really saw the beginning of at least violence at, at Trump rallies. And again, it was all in one direction. It certainly was not the case uh, last, last week. Now... Uh, so well, I was going to say, Bruce, that was an interesting, you know, that was an interesting event. That event was supposed to be at the Rosemont Horizon All-State Arena or okay. out at the Sears Center out in the, the western suburbs. And uh, Governor Rauner and his people shut us down at Rosemont. Mm-hmm. And we had to scramble to find a place to do it. And we ended up at UIC. That's why we were at UIC. That was an intra-Republican war during the primary. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a good uh, explanation, which we've not heard before. My question to you, uh, Karen Sigelman, back going back to California. Karen, what, what, is your, uh, what is your view of what should happen in the next uh, 10 days? How do, how do you want to see this end? Absolutely. All of the hate against conservatives and Trump supporters has got to stop calling us domestic terrorists the end there's it's it's stunning to me how every one of us is painted with this brush when our cities were on fire literally on fire the vandalism the murder the theft the arson everything i lived under curfew night after night after night because of black lives matter and the capitulation by every major organization was stunning Washington was on fire. Buildings were Julie, occupied. Julie, Julie, my that question to you is to stop. okay. So Julie, what we need to, Julie, yeah, let me ask, let me let me ask you this question, Julie. This is, was a stunning thing. It normalized oh, all right, all right, rioting. Right, right, it brought right, into our right, language mostly. Peace. Karen, let me interrupt here and, and go go to Julie, because I want to ask Julie. In the wake of the win by Donald Trump in 2016. Would you agree that many Democrats, not all, maybe not even you, that many Democrats uh, decided they were going to set up Trump supporters as pariahs, that literally they, they hated Donald Trump and they were going to make sure that anyone who supported Donald Trump was going to be viewed as, as a pariah or a, or a, a fascist or a, 
you know, a, yeah. a commune. No, a, a, I, I would definitely not agree. Okay. And I, um, I happen to be in the house now because of the pandemic, but I get out a lot, and I get out a lot around the country, and that was that's absolutely not anything I would agree with. <laughs> All, it's absolutely true. And Karen laugh because then it demonstrates that she's the one that's talking negatively about us. Not what you're just implying that we're talking negatively about them. Now, <laughs> what I found uh, in in my travels around, and, and I have lots of family in Los Angeles, lived there a long time, so I was there quite a bit. Was that so? We were disappointed because, of course, our candidate won the popular vote, but lost by under a hundred thousand dispersed among the electoral college. Uh, delegations, but that is our system. We lost the pop we gained the popular vote and lost the presidency in the electoral college in 2000. So we're used to this, but we did not, and certainly the people I know, both Republicans and Democrats, take this into our homes and our social lives. It's only uh, well, I'm sorry who Karen hangs out with, but that is not my experience. And you ask me my experience, my opinion. So if she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. But, and, and so the facial expressions, the body language we're all seeing says more about her than me. But what we did find is we didn't like the policies that started coming out immediately. Within the first week of taking office, we saw Trump have a private meeting with a Russian foreign uh, minister where no Americans were there. And then we had an immediate firing of Michael Flynn because he lied to the vice president about what he told the Russians. We saw the Muslim ban. And of course, California is a very diverse state. To us, our diversity is one of our real strengths. And we in the Democratic Party pride ourselves on our diversity. But again, but again, Julie, Julie, but again, Julie, in in an an election, uh, there is a winner and there's a loser. And, right. and the winner gets a chance to do the policies that, that they were elected. Just as I would say that that uh, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they now get a chance to do what they want to do because That's they right. had a, they won That's an election. And, and now and now I'm going to I'm going to ask Karen. Well, Karen, me, would you agree with that? that one item because you left it hanging out there. Okay. I don't remember, and I follow elections very closely. I don't remember Donald Trump ever campaigning on a pro-Russian platform. Karen, I want to go to you. Uh, four years ago, Donald Trump won, and you were very upset because many people who were Democrats would not accept Donald Trump as the legitimate president. They hated him. They thought the Russians were involved. Now, it's four years later. Now the shoe is on the other foot. There was an election. Joe Biden won the election, and then he was able to come up with two uh, surprise victories in Georgia. So there's a, there's a Democratic swing in the country, and yet you think it was illegitimate. But how is this different than four years ago? Well, exactly. I mean, are you accepting? Are you willing to accept the election and 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 not turn every you know discussion or every household or or, or bring up uh, uh, differences within households and uh, people uh, you know uh, throwing people off uh, face. A time, face, uh, Facebook. I mean, do you, do you understand the the uh, apparent uh, similarity in, in what's going on here? 
Oh, absolutely. And and it's lovely. You know, I applaud Julie for her experience. But um, all my Republican conservative friends have been through hell these last four years. And I promise you, it's not us. People say you you like Trump. I'm cutting you off. I know parents whose children won't talk to them anymore. So there's divisiveness. Um, it's there's there's unbelievable divisiveness and we are suffering. Is it the same? No, it's it's absolutely not the same. And and we, you know, we, we can we talked about this before, uh, Bruce, right after the election, the issue of legitimacy versus illegitimacy. And all I've been wanting is for the lawsuits to be heard, for forensic audits to happen, for examinations of things in the ba in the six questionable states so that we can be assured of free, a free and fair election and not only for this time but forevermore mm -hmm. we are the first of first world countries and for i'll tell you bruce many uh, many I... many of us to really in our heart believe oh. and we have not been heard um the examinations have not occurred if you recount votes that bruce. you you believe to be fraudulent it doesn't you're just still well, no, but, but, uh, but but uh, there, there have been uh, judges have ruled on what's been brought before them. The no, one. they haven't. In fact, they've the decided to, they've line. never ruled on the content okay. of the suit. They've rejected the suit. They've never examined right. the data. Let's go Not back. I want to go one. to, I want to go to Dan Johnson. He's been chomping at the bit to get in here. Dan, go ahead. Bruce, tolerance of the big lie that Karen yeah. is continuing to spout. Tolerance of the lies leads to unthinkable acts. Leads Which to unthinkable acts are those? Are cities that burning, said, that we're all white supremacists, that we're Nazis, that we're anti-Semites, those lies? The reason why the armed thug mob attacked the precious heart of our democracy is because we've tolerated the complicity of people that continue to spout the big lie. You know, which one from the right was armed? Who was armed and who shot who? to do so. Who was armed? You accused us of being an armed mob. Who was armed? Who was armed, Dan? I have not seen any evidence that uh, there were That's armed That's the big people. lie. They were armed with spears. They were not armed with guns. We've got to pause, Absolutely. folks, folks, folks. We've got to go back, folks, folks, folks. Hold it. We got to, ladies and gentlemen, we got to go back to our corners. We'll continue with more in a moment. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. 
Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. Ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifeoil.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to Smart Talk on AM 1590, 95.9 FM, the Smart Talk app, and WCGORadio.com. Back. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, let us go to uh, California right now, and let's let uh, Karen Singerman uh, ever tell everybody who you are. Karen, what are you up to? Um, I'm Karen Sigmund. I live in Calabasas. I've mostly lived on the West Coast. I am um, chairman of the 45th Assembly District Republican Party Central Committee, so I am an officer of the Re- Republican Party, and I head up a nonprofit organization called the American Freedom Alliance, where we fight and defend um, values of Western civilization, um, including restoring um, the dis- education to be education rather than indoctrination. And we're going to pivot towards um, ensuring that the media is no longer a propaganda arm of the De- Democrat Party. So um, okay. we defend values of Western civilization. And boy, is it it's under attack day after day okay. after day and let's it's go terrifying. to let's go to julie bornstein and let's get uh, your political resume julie okay bruce um i am a california native having lived my whole life in california as you mentioned i served in the california assembly where i was part of the leadership as uh, chair of the democratic caucus um by trade i am an, an attorney and a teacher i've taught uh, American government at the college level and constitutional law in law school. And I just recently retired from running a nonprofit that develops affordable housing. And, and so my real mm-hmm. policy area of expertise is affordable housing. Okay. Let me ask our California guests, how real is the recall effort uh, for uh, your governor? Julie, I'm going to let you respond first. 
Uh, well, um, I, I think we have to take it uh, as uh, something that's realistic. I, I was an appointee in the Gray Davis administration, and he was recalled. Uh, that was a recall effort bankrolled by Daryl Issa, but once Arnold Schwarzenegger got involved, uh, Schwarzenegger ended up winning the recall. But this recall is a, a certainly an expression of people's frustration with the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the restrictions that come from that. And someone uh, through a 501c4 made a half million dollar contribution. Uh, we do not know who that entity is, but they are bankrolling the professional signature gatherers to put a recall on the ballot. So I, I think with that kind of dark money behind it and the current frustrations that we have to take it seriously. Uh, and uh, Karen, how, how seriously do you take it? I, you know, I, I don't know. I think it is it is serious and it was it did certainly predate the pandemic so it's not about the pandemic response although it did get a resurgence of interest if there's money thrown at it that's awesome look at all the money uh thrown at the senate races in georgia so if we're going to talk about dark money you know we let's let's not ignore that i don't know how well it's going to go and i don't know you know that's part one part two is with whom do we replace him that, that hasn't become obvious. There is a ton of anger here in California. Um, Definitely, yes, pandemic related, but it, again, it, it predated the pandemic. Everything that the, uh, Governor Newsom has done to harm this once great and golden state, okay. I, Let me I go. think that there's a tremendous energy there. Let me go back to uh, Dan Johnson. Dan, you wanted to pop in with a question for Kent Gray. Um. I, I look, Kent. I appreciate uh, your candor about what an atrocious week this was. Uh, I can acknowledge the president has never ever been so explicit in calling for violence as he was at that particular rally. Can could, could I just interrupt for a second? Well, what were his let's, words let's, that let's, called let's, for let's, violence? Let's 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 let him make his right. point, and then we'll go to you, Karen. I'm really tired of that lie. I'm delighted to be on a talk show that you have put together with people from all persuasions. It's what our country needs more of. I have to be honest with you, Bruce. I've never felt so much anger at this conversation with a woman who can pretend that the coup didn't occur, pretend a violent mob wasn't violent. And I'll tell you, Bruce, I just have to say this, it, it, it frightens me because it, I watched Arnold Schwarzenegger's speech today when he said what it was like when the good Germans went with the big lie step by I'm step. I'm sorry, Bruce, that's road. the end. Karen, I'm sorry, one, I'm okay, done. Okay, I will uh, not uh, be uh, party uh, to that uh, kind of accusation. Right, Karen, Absolutely Karen, not. Karen, oh, we're gonna go to Karen. I'm not. No, nope, I'm Karen, sorry. Go to That's, you. So that is the uh, ultimate. The chair recognizes big Karen. Karen, he, go ahead. I, I am flabbergasted that anybody can say such a thing. My father was German. My mother was Jewish. This entire four years, we have been denounced as if we are the Jews. It's been an astounding. The coup was not us. I never said there was no violence at the at the Capitol. I, there was absolutely violence, and I said there shouldn't be. You're the one who started with the attacks about the big lie. I am refuting the big lie. You said we were an armed mob. We were not an armed mob. You're the one now calling us Nazi. It's an astounding absolutely not you just said the president called for violence i asked you for 
for proof. And you know why I'm angry? Because I, this week, have been called a domestic terrorist because friends of mine have been thrown off airplanes for praising Trump because the president has been deplatformed because another alternative to, to Facebook, which is unbelievable propagandistic, has been thrown off platforms. The hate... Karen, I am responding to, to this hate, to our being demonized. Okay. This was a Reichstag fire. Karen, 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 back to Dan. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to be a referee here, but again, if people are talking over, nobody hears anything. I want to be fair and as balanced as I can. Back to you, Dan, and then we're going to bring our other guests involved. Thank you. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts, Kent, on... Um, putting aside the policy triumphs, all the judges, all the standard stuff that Trump was successful on. Things have turned dramatically this week. And as somebody that, you know, should get your political credit for helping to get one of your own and your policy victories, I don't mean this pejoratively, right? But, but now that things have changed, I just wanna ask as somebody who's a believer, do you think it's time for the movement that you believe in, the policy issues that you believe in, do you think it's time to, to excise the, the domestic terrorists which are in our country, which do plan to kidnap governors? Do you, how, do we, how do we get the people like you that are believers in the policies to shun the terrorists and the militias that threaten our republic? I'm asking you how we do that, Kent. Kent. And I want to be clear, I don't support these QAnon folks running around in, uh, you know, jackbooted in the Capitol uh, or in the capital of Michigan trying to do something to governor, uh, the governor there. <clears throat> That's this is I, I don't I don't back that at all. But the point is, the governor that, that, that President Trump got another almost 10 million votes from four years ago. And there is a real belief in what he is talking about to the common American now. Joe Biden got a lot of votes, too. And part of what my consideration is going forward is that, yes, the Electoral College is what is what governs. And it appears to me that Joe Biden did a few shenanigans in the Electoral College. We'll get past this big lie thing. I'm not going to fight that fight tonight. But the point is, he did get a whole lot of votes. And so at the end of the day, if you're going to throw it down and say it's it's unclear which state should have gone the electoral college because wisconsin was twelve thousand votes difference and we think there were shenanigans well guess what joe biden got a whole lot more votes than donald trump does and i can live with that because at the end of the day in 1960 uh the democrats or so the republicans thought the democrats stole the election in 2000 the democrats saw that republicans stole the election uh, four years ago, you guys thought we stole the election with the help of the Russians, which was BS. And this year, we're going to think for a while that you guys probably were involved in stealing the election. So, I mean, from that standpoint, these are not unusual situations. I worked in the Bush administration. The Democrats were very unhappy with us after Bush v. Gore for a solid two years. 9-11 kind of moved that, that, that messaging on. The Democrats have a lot of trouble this year Help me. because they got a tight majority in the House. We barely have a majority in the Senate. We've got to come together and try to move some stuff forward in this country. And it, and everybody could do with a little bit of time of cooling off. I think President Trump should serve out the last of his nine and a half days that remain and and leave gracefully. I would have preferred that he would have gone to the, to the Capitol, but you and I both know he probably would have made facial expressions that would have embarrassed him and probably the rest of us. So this is probably best that we just move on from this point. I don't think he's going to nuke anybody. 
I think that's ridiculous. And we just need to get to a point where we can make some substantive uh advancements for our country going forward I would, and then to be honest i think the democrats are probably going to probably overplay their hand in the next couple of weeks or a few months I, and then we'll talk about that in a future i want to go to honest. julie i want to get julie's response to what you think will happen in the remaining uh, uh 10 days in the administration what what what, what do you hope happens are, are you hoping for the 25th amendment are you hoping for impeachment uh, if there's an impeachment, is there going to be a trial? Uh, why do, why spend all that time and effort uh, if it's a matter of days that he's going to be leaving anyway? Uh, well, and that certainly sounds like a, a logical way to view it. The problem is, and for any of us who are parents, we know that when your child misbehaves, there has to be consequences. Otherwise, they believe they're rewarded for the misbehavior. That rule applies in government as well. If someone breaks our democratic norms and um, it, it treats themselves as being above the law, and I'm, I'm not going to incite Karen any longer here by, by giving more examples. I think we all know what we mean. There has to be consequences. Uh, I was a fan of Senator Collins until she said after the impeachment that she felt Mr. Trump had learned a lesson. He clearly didn't. And I, I believe there have to be consequences. Now, having lived through the Watergate uh, scandal and the resignation of Richard Nixon, Ten seconds. I would prefer that the leadership of the Republican Party, working together with the leadership of the Democratic Party, persuade Mr. Trump that he should resign. So in that way, okay. we know he does not have the... We've got to. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to pause. We're running. We're running into a commercial break. Back shortly with one more segment. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing matter license in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 33. Happy holidays, folks. Colonel Snowman here to tell you about my piping hot KFC $20 fill-up with eight pieces of chicken or 12 tenders and all the fixings. It's an easy way to keep the family fed when you're too uh, busy to cook. Wow, this KFC meal is piping hot. I'm made of snow. Uh, try my KFC $20 fill-up. You can order ahead at KFC.com. Happy holidays from KFC. Limited time only at participating locations. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Delivery service and additional fees apply. 
Do you have a medical issue or a question for someone who's transitioned? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side with me and get the answer you've been longing to hear on the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com for more information. Ask Julie Ryan, every Thursday night from 7 to 9 Central on Smart Talk. Consider this your personal invitation to join us Saturday mornings at 10 for Mindful Money, brought to you by At Financial, a full-service financial services brokerage specializing in comprehensive, holistic financial planning. Whether you're just starting out in your career, growing your family, or planning your exit strategy into retirement, we've designed Mindful Money to guide you every step of the way. So join Sam McElroy and the team from At Financial for Mindful Money, Saturday mornings at 10. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sue McCarthy. Join us for the Travel Planners Radio Show. Your ticket to the world of travel. Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on WCGO AM and FM. Bruce Dumont back. We continue with our last segment. Uh, other than that, uh, we're going to be out of here in 15 minutes. Connor McKnight is uh, behind the board, and he has promised that he's going to take this ship into a uh, successful landing in about 14 minutes. Uh, I want to go back to uh, the suggestion that uh, Julie made is that, that somebody could step forward and, and convince the president that the best thing to do would be to resign. If, if someone were to do that, Karen, would that person be signing their political death warrant if they tried to be the peacemaker here and talk the president out of the office? Absolutely. Based on what? I mean, literally based on what? The rhetoric that we've been seeing that Dan cited that he called for violence is in direct opposition to the facts. He was very clear over and over and over and over and over, peaceful. Were there people not peaceful? Obviously. But he has never, not one time, called for violence. He has never called for divisiveness. And again, we, what we lived through all summer. Wait a minute, Karen. I, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to tell you, I don't know whether you heard the first segment, but when I, when I heard his speech and, and Rudy mm-hmm. Giuliani and, and Don Jr.'s, but when I heard his speech, when I was listening to him, and again, I, I've been... I've been forgiving of Donald Trump for four years, uh, and a a lot of listeners to this program think I've been too forgiving. But when I was listening to it, you know what my thought was? This guy is inciting a riot. Why why isn't somebody from the District of Columbia show up there and, and, and arrest him? Now, that's, that's my opinion, and I've always given him the benefit of doubt. So to say that he didn't say things, uh, you know, that, that were encouraging uh, this unruly crowd, and it was an unruly crowd that he was giving his speech to, it got more unruly later on, he clearly was telling them to go down to Capitol, you can't, you can't win if you're not strong, and the purpose to go down to the Capitol was a very important constitutional vote was being, yeah. was being, was being held, and he wanted to disrupt that vote. Now, I don't this, think there's any, know, there's, I, no, there's no, I don't know how you can listen to that speech and not come and, and, and think that he was, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Rogers having a talk with his, uh, well, his kids. And, and Bruce, the Supreme Court set the standard for incitement in the Brandenburg case, where there, the, the fighting words that were used at the Trump rally were so 
tone down, they were four or five levels down, and that was inciting. And then, of course, you put words in a context. It would be a matter for a jury, but look at the context. While the violence was going on in the Capitol, Mr. Trump was trying to reach Tommy Tuberville to tell him to delay the vote even longer. And so all of that would be admissible in determining whether this conduct rises to the legal standard of incitement. And, you know, Clearly, based on the law and the historical opinions of the Supreme Court, I, I, I think it does. Bruce, I think it's important to remember the president said to march to the Capitol peacefully Peace and patriotically. Salute. That's the quote. Correct. That's from his speech that day. And if you if you read that article from Jonathan Turley yesterday or yesterday that talks about the level of incitement, Jonathan Turley, who is a Democrat, a constitutional scholar, says there ain't nothing there that approaches well, with what the respect, legal Jonathan standard Turley is for incitement. And also uh, Dershowitz, uh, Alan Dershowitz. Go, go ahead, Julie. So Jonathan Turley has been the Republican's go-to constitutional lawyer. He's, he's, not he's a Democrat. I think it's really important to remember, too, though, um, that those of us who went there, obviously not all, but the, by far the majority, what we wanted to see was that, that, that the, cons the constitutionally laid out process of the various states which we have issues with, the legitimacy, we wanted that duked out and by duked out i don't mean violence i mean you know arizona was in dispute you take your two hours and you resolve it 99 percent of us there wanted that process to be gone through in every possible legitimate way because don't forget the whole argument of most of us there was the legitimacy of the election and if it had come if every state were examined if all the requests for machines, for paper ballots, for audits had been responded to with, with Karen, with Karen, let me ask Karen. I want to I want to ask I want to ask a follow up in just a second, Karen. Bruce, yeah, fair, I want to ask a follow up political question to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you may or may not agree with what I'm about to just say, but but one of the reasons why Donald Trump lost the election, and one of the reasons why they did not do well in Georgia is a growing number of women, suburban Republican women, who were offended by Donald Trump's actions and his rhetoric that caused them to vote for Joe Biden. And I'm wondering, in the wake of what happened last week in the Capitol, what makes you or anyone think that suburban Republican women are going to be more forgiving of Donald Trump or the Republican Party because of what happened uh, last week, because I will tell you, the, a large number of those women who, who who may who may never be gettable again were Republican, and it's going to be, and it's because of the the rhetoric of Donald Trump, and it's because of the actions of some people who showed up there, and they were thugs. Absolutely, you may call them patriots. I call them. I, I I agree with with Joe Biden. They are thugs. So I'm wondering, from a political standpoint, long term, I wonder if, if they're thinking that there's going to be a, 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 a you know a comeuppance in 2022 with Republican women coming back uh, to support the Republican Party. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think that 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 bird is out of the is out of the cage. On Major that note, on that note, happen. I have to say, 
Farewell to you, Karen Sigelman. Thank you very much. Joining us from Los Angeles, Julie Bornstein. Thank you very much for joining us for Indian Wells in California. And again, Kent Gray and Dan Johnson uh, here in Illinois. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks to Connor McKnight for his assistance in the production of this program. Until next week, it'll be the last broadcast of the Trump administration. Next Sunday night, be here or be square. I'm Bruce Dumont. So long. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts.
Get on Santa's nice list with Albany's world's best ultimate eight flavor gummy bears. The gummy with the A on the tummy. Albany's world's best gummy bears are available at most major retailers. This is Danny Farrell, inviting you to join me right here on WCGO every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. for the original Big Band Showcase. I play the music of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and some of the good big bands working today. And from time to time, I'll have interviews with the people who made the music so popular. So that's every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. right here on WCGO, the original Big Band Showcase. Join me, won't you?